Welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. My name, of course, is still Paul Madot. Thanks very much for joining me today. I have Jackie Jordan. She is GM and Division Controller at Toyota to Show America. Jackie, how'd I do on the company name? You got it. I got Toyota it, right? Show. You got it. Toyota right, to Show America. Well, so nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Provide a quick intro to everybody. Say hi, and we'll get into your story. Well, uh, good afternoon or uh, hello to everyone and all, all of the listeners. I am Jackie Jordan. I'm currently division controller for Toyota Two Show, as you've heard. I am married for 26 years and I have two adult children and one almost who thinks he's an adult senior in high school. And uh, actually my oldest son plays professional football and uh, daughter in college. And so uh, and now I'm a grandmother, so I'm also a grandmother now. So um, yeah, so that's that's me, and I'm glad to be here, Paul. Great. Well, I'm so glad to meet you as well. And so you're coming to us. Are you you're in Canton? Um, well, Canton, Michigan. Yes, that's the um, the area that's outside of Detroit. Right. Um, not too far from that from the the Canadian Bridge. We can go over the to ambassador. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we go over that bridge just to go to dinner and uh, uh, at the casino there and, and just just have have a good time and so. All right, good. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, as, as you know, we were talking before I hit record here that we were talking about the title of the podcast with your intention matters, because that is such a true statement, right? When you're when you're locked in on something you're in and when you're kind of like, eh, then that you're in as well. That's the kind of result you get. So looking forward to you sharing your story. You ready to go here? I'm ready to ready. All right. Yeah, We're going go. back in time, Jackie. That's what we do on this podcast. Let's go back to Kentucky State University late 80s early 90s end of reaganomics we got the we got the kuwait war going on it's hammer time like it's just a totally different time at the time there you graduate with public administration bachelors of public admin did you have a vision at the time what you thought you'd be doing were you just going to school to get your degree and figure it out like where were you at call it almost well almost 30 years ago now really uh, it has been hard to believe it's 30 years, right? Oh my God. I feel so yeah. old saying that right now. Cause I, cause I'm an 80 kid, right? Jeez. Yeah. So I guess it had to start before Kentucky state, right? Because when I got to, I came to Kentucky from Chicago. I grew up oh. outside of Chicago. And so um, I got to Kentucky state through my high school counselor who was an alum of Kentucky state. And so um, when I got to Kentucky state, I was very active in the school and uh, you know, I thought that I would go into, um, you know, being like a city administrator. That's why I married her in public administration. I went to school with uh, Prime Minister of Thailand. Um, they had classes with her. So, Look out. yeah. So I thought I was going to go into this. I was very interested in public public service, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of how I ended up at the U.S. Department of Energy. Um, I minored in accounting. And so... 
um, after several years, uh, seeing opportunities with the US Department of Energy. Uh, one of the ways for upward mobility was to have a license or a credential. And so I had a boss who was a CPA and she says, well, if you go back and take these accounting classes, you'll qualify for the CPA exam, which is um, like a chartered accountant, certified public accountant. Mm. And so um, I did that and that was kind of my key or stepping stone to move up uh, within the US Department of Energy. Um, having a, achieved that, that was a, a way for me to, to be promoted. So it was, you know, one thing, you know, I thought I was going to be, have a career of public service, but life happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so when life happened, um, I adjusted, I look at, um, I had an intern um, uh, who I brought in as an intern and, and developed him as an intern. He stayed in public service and he is now what you call a senior executive service, which is the highest level of, of public service in the federal government. Uh, friends that are still there and they're wow. ready to retire, but life happened. And yeah. so I adjusted and um, things took a, a different course for me. You know, Jackie, what was behind the decision to go to Kentucky State? Because I can't imagine it, it being exactly the same as your life in Chicago. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I've been to both. I've never been to Kentucky State, but I've been to Kentucky. I've been to Illinois. And it, it's about as polar opposite it in terms of was so what was that like for you? Yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. Uh, Fast paced uh, Chicago and or, you know, South South suburb, yeah. very fast paced, um, very different environment. My school, Kentucky State, is was at that time one of the 117 historically black colleges and university. So the diversity on the campus was very different than what I had grown up with. Mm. And so um, we had international students, we had students of color, we had students from all over the world. Um, and the biggest draw for me uh, came down to, I had applied to um, four institutions. Um, I had received scholarships for none and I had a full presidential ride from Kentucky State University. So that was a big incentive and a big Got push it. for my parents because my parents were like, hey, you know, this is different from what you're used to, but you know, go down there, give it a try. And it was the best thing ever for me because I had so many opportunities to get involved in leadership, in student government, in um, the marching band. Yeah. Uh, there were different things that I was, activities, uh, opportunities to travel. Um, I was even on the academic team at Kentucky State University, so. Were you out there on the sidelines on Saturdays at the marching band at the football games? I was. No way. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Parades. We did parades. There's all these fun, fun activities. So um, even though, you know, initially that wasn't my first choice, it ended up being the best choice for yeah. me right? and, and gave me exposure to things that I didn't didn't necessarily have exposure to. One of our famous uh, alums, Whitney M. Young, he coined the phrase, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Mm. And so that mantra has guided me throughout my career. 
And I probably never would have even heard of Whitney Young if I didn't go to Kentucky and attend the Whitney Young Honors College. You know, you talked about your your life after Kentucky State and and you you had this thought that you'd be in public service, but then life happened. So, So you're at Department of Energy and how long were you there for? I was there from uh, 92 to 98. Okay, so five or six years. years, Okay, so that's a long stretch. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was behind the decision to move on? Was it yours? Was it theirs? Like, what happened? It was a personal decision. Um, You know, in working in the federal government, um, as administrations change, things, you know, every four years or every eight years, things could change. You got married. I, I, I presume you, you started a family. So we're still married. you're still married. Okay. So <laughs> then you decide to leave uh, the government. And so where did you go? Um, well, I, with the family in, in um, environment, I just kind of stayed home for a minute while my oldest son, who is now playing in the NFL, um, you know, kind of raising him, but um, the type of, person that I am, uh, it was like, oh, I got this itch. I want to go back into uh, corporate. And so left there and went into banking and um, still doing, um, using my CPA, the auditor, the still using those skills. And so accounting, auditing, um, CPA skills, but in the uh, federal home loan bank. And so went into banking, um, stayed in the banking industry for a few years, um, had an opportunity to then become a controller. And as I pursued the controllership, um, something else happened. A merger, an acquisition. Oh, interesting. Yeah, something else happened. So it was like, okay, now... I'm back to work. We've had this merger acquisition. Uh-huh. What do I do? What do do I do? I stay with the company. There's another opportunity there. At that point, I shifted, and I did what I call pivot. I pivoted into entrepreneurship, um, and so that allowed me to the birth birthing, if you will, of my own CPA firm, and which I did for twelve years. Well, let's talk about that because I'm fascinated by that decision. So, you know, you talk about a decision to be a stay-at-home mom, which I'm a father of two. My wife uh, took off four years from work, but her profession, but she worked harder than she ever did as a stay-at-home mom. It's like, that's a a full-time job in itself. So that's a a time and a half, right? Totally, right? Totally. She she just wasn't earning an income, but she was working, believe me, right? So, and I imagine you were as well. So you become a stay-at-home mom, you then get back into, or you get into corporate America and then an acquisition happens and you decide, well, I'm going to go and, and be my own boss. And, yeah. and I'm fascinated by this because I did that about 10 years ago. But when I did it, I was single, not in a relationship, unmarried. Like it was just me. It was still risky, but I'm in my mid thirties. It was just me. If it, if it failed, it was on me. Yeah. You're a wife and you're a mom. You've got responsibilities. I mean, and now I've the- got two more kids. <laughs> so you have three kids at the time. time okay. Yeah. But I mean, wasn't the safer path just to get another job somewhere else? I mean, that must've been, you must've had some risk going on there. Some mental, like, how do we do this? What was it like? Calculated risk, cal- very calculated risk. And uh, it, it was challenging. At yeah, first, it been. But I, I was able to grow the business. 
uh, and balance. So, so a typical day for me, and I always, when I talk to young mothers who are working, because um, I do mentor women in the workplace. And I always say, you know, when I was raising children and working or running a business, my day started at 5 a.m. And um, because right. I had to get up and, and get things started and get my day yeah. um, started and my day ended at 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I literally worked, was, was moving from 5 a.m. until 11 p.m. And then I just, you know, just flop down. So some pretty interesting dynamics, but again, um, those guiding principles that that I developed at Kentucky State, those principles that were even developed and instilled in me and the work yeah. ethic and the, the, the things that were still in me as a young child uh, were very prevalent in my decisiveness and uh, just my determination to succeed in as an entrepreneur. Now, I started my business in my home, which made it simple simple enough because you know I just go to the basement and start sure. working. Um, take the kids to daycare or take them to school and start working. So um, that was simple enough. Um, but before long, word by word of mouth, my business exploded, <laughs> and I literally had boxes and boxes and files all over the basement it couldn't handle it and i couldn't right. handle the growth so i had to get a building i had to get some office furniture and i had to get some staff and i had to do it pretty quickly because we were growing so fast um and in that um just transitioned right out of the house into an office building and did that for about 12 years and then then um as an entrepreneur, one of the things, one of the biggest lessons I learned as an entrepreneur, what did I tell you? My day started at five, it ended yeah. at 11. That was not healthy. And I realized that that wasn't a healthy environment, even though I loved and I was very passionate about doing it. But guess what? Everything has a cost. And so um, if I can just be transparent for a moment, that cost was, was my health. That cost yeah. was the well-being of my children. And so after 12 years, I sold it and decided I have to have balance and um, was able to, to, to sell the business and then incur, you know, go through another turning point and matriculate back into corporate. And so um, I was able to do that pretty seamlessly um, and take those transferable skills that I had, had gained and go right back into corporate America. But now the difference between um, my, my work style in corporate America, one, as an entrepreneur, um, I treat, treat, treated my job as if it was something, you know, that I owned. So with that ownership came responsibility and just a, a passion to make sure that I'm doing the best job, not because I work for someone, but because it's best. It's, it's my worth work ethic. It's my integrity. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had a guest on the podcast just recently, a similar story to yours about not so much about what you were doing, but the balance part. And he was, he was a traveler for a while with his work. And he'd mentioned that one of the pivoting factors in his decision to make a change in his life was that he came home from a business trip and his young child must have been maybe three or four years old or something. And one of the first things out of his daughter's mouth was, uh, Daddy, are you leaving again? 
And oh it yeah. Like, it was like, wow. Okay. So that, that's how I'm showing up to my kid that, that they only know me to be here for pockets. And so it sounds like even in, in your case, while you might not have been leaving, you weren't really around as much as you needed to be to, I guess, raise your kids. Okay. But, but, but I'm fascinated by the decision because I imagine that after 12 years and you experience growth comes along with that, a certain lifestyle, you start, you start being comfortable making a certain income and your day-to-day becomes a certain thing. And there's risk there with change. Change is different. And you go back to being an employee versus being the owner. And so was that a long drawn out process or did it happen pretty quickly? It happened um, over a year. So um, I sold the business in 2011 and I went back into the workforce in 2012. And so it it was a transition. And when I say a transition, Similar to your friend's story, um, my youngest son, I think he was like five, at the five, five or six at the time. Um, I literally decided to sell my business the day he said what he said to me. And he literally looked up at me. He said, Mom, because I, I had turned the computer off. He said, Mom, it's five o'clock. This is the first time I've seen you turn your computer off at five o'clock in my entire life. Amazing. And that right there that right that it hurt me to my core but it was like somebody pulling you back into reality what really matters what is important here so you know when you talk about your intention matters what why does it matter what really matters and so i really had to shift my focus and um you know and 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 focus on really what what mattered at the time and so you know, so many times we're so busy trying to achieve and do these things. But what I began to learn is what I said I valued, right? I said I valued family, but did my actions reflect right. what I value? And so, so many times I, I, I am an executive coach now for internally for Toyota Two Show. So I serve two hats. And so many times I question when people give me like their top three values, I'll question it if your behavior doesn't line up with what you say you value. So I, oh, I value family, but you're not spending time with family. Right. Your intention does matter. Yeah. I mean, it's the foundation for everything, right? Yeah. So, so you decide, okay, I'm going to make the shift here. You sell the business. It's been your livelihood for a decade and a little bit. Then you get back into corporate America. And so you're at, you know, Toyota two show now. How long have you been there? I've been there seven years. Seven years. Okay. So seven years, uh, another good run uh, with an organization, but the last year, uh, challenging for the world, right? If you you take a look at what's happened with COVID, you take a look at what's happened with the social movement. And just like the last 12 months has been, well, I've been saying like uniquely unique because it's just been like, oh my God, you don't even know what to do anymore. It's just been... Been, been that challenging. So how, how has the last seven years been? But in particular, how have you managed the last year? So the last year um, has been difficult uh, because you, you're working from home and, and, and just like an entrepreneur, you don't have that turn off switch, you know, that, okay, now it's time to leave the office. At, we're going to leave at 5 p.m. We're going to leave at 6 p.m. So I've had to be intentional with I'm turning off this computer at 6 p.m. no matter what. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and it's kind of, you kind of train, not kind of, you do train people to, you give them the ground rules 
right? This is what I'm willing to do. This is how I'm going to operate. This is the framework that I'm going to operate in because at the end of the day, I have to be healthy. I have to be sane and I have to be true to my values. I have to be authentic, right? And so you, you, you set boundaries and you keep it. And, um, you know, again, it is a struggle working from home because, you know, think about it. if you're in the office, you're going to get up and you're going to interact with people. You're going to engage. But we have been home this week, one year. That's right. This week, we've yeah. been home one year. 365 days. We have and, not been in the office. And so are, are there people that you work with that you haven't met yet? Has, has Toyota hired some people yes. that you just through WebEx or Zoom or whatever? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, um, yeah, um, we've got several new employees. We've had We've had some people transition and say, you know, I want to do something else. And that's yeah. okay because life happens. And maybe they had an epiphany that this wasn't working for them. So we've had that. We've had um, situations where we've hired, you know, replacement staff to replace those people who left. And so um, we haven't physically met in the office. I mean, we used to have office parties or, right. you know, we used to have Chris, you know, holiday uh, recognitions where we'd, or we do, you know, outings, employee outings where the families would come together. Yeah. All of that has changed. So we've had to be creative in ways that we stay connected. So, you know, um, Jackie, you've had quite the ride here as, as I'm kind of processing what you've shared with me. South side of Chicago, you, you get a full ride at Kentucky State. Okay, that's kind of different, but let's go. Ends up being an amazing experience for you as a springboard into what you do next. You get into what you thought you'd be doing around public service. You work for the government. After five years, you don't want to do that anymore. It takes some time off to do the hardest job in the world, and that is be a stay-at-home stay mom. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to go back into the workforce. Uh, and then you decide after an acquisition, well, forget this. I'm just going to do my own thing. And you convert that into a 12-year run where you experience some growth, where you actually become not an entrepreneur, but like an owner of a business where you're hiring people and you have to take an office space. And then after 12 years, you realize that the balance isn't really there and it's not really getting you what you want. So you have a, you have a, a business that you can sell. You then uh, get back into the workforce and now you have a seven year run at Toyota Two Show. Mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, uh, mom of three, and you raise one to get to the tier one level of his profession in the NFL, which mm -hmm. is like this percentage kind of get to that level. And so congrats on being able to do what you've done up until this point, it's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you summed it up, right? And I feel like it's it was it has been an amazing ride. I'm not done yet. I'm still riding. I'm going to ride this wave. Yeah. Um, but I, I tell you, um, you know, the one thing that I will say that has been consistent from federal government to banking, um, I mean, those are, you know, I use skills, right? To owning my own business. My business grew because I built relationships. Mm. I've been able to matriculate in at Toyota Two Show because of positive relationships, whether those were mentors, sponsors, stakeholders, building relationships. And that has been a consistent across my career um, is being able to build and nurture 
relationships. Um, and I think that is my key takeaway is it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Mm. It's who knows you. And, and, and do they, do they know the authentic you? And so in order to be authentic, that that's a risk, right? Because you don't know, you don't know how people will put yourself out you. there. Absolutely. You put yourself out there, but it takes bravery to be authentic and put yourself out there. And because of that genuineness being authentically me, I've been able to nurture those relationships. And that's a key part of what I do in, in coaching executives at Toyota Two Show now is helping them to build those better relationships, to be the leader, to do leadership and not just talk leadership, right? So it, it takes an awareness, a self-awareness of, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What can I, what do I bring to the table? What is my impact on this business? And when you know that, then I think that really is a formula for success. Yeah. Jackie, I'm so glad that Jenny bridged the gap here and, and got you on the podcast. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thanks for being here. I've learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that uh, your listeners listeners enjoy this little chat we had. Yeah, your stories. I certainly great. have enjoyed yeah. it. I certainly have. So. All right, wonderful. All right, everybody, let's wrap this one up right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. We'll do it again next week. And stay safe. And let's go Raptors.